everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Allie Knows Best. I am live from the road somewhere in East Texas. I don't even know if there's like a town or city. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. So much has happened <laughs> since I last tuned in with you all. Last night I tried to record an episode from my hotel room in Little Rock, Arkansas, and the Zoom device, which I used to record with, died on me. So that was a huge disappointment. I was probably like halfway through the episode. So yeah, we're going to do it fresh while I'm on the road, in the car. I've figured out today, you can do anything from the car, basically. I literally just pulled over on the side of the road next to a field of donkeys. They looked really tranquil, so I thought it was a good place to have a Zoom call. Luckily, the camera was off because your girl is not looking too too hot right now. Um, Yeah, it has been, the last couple days have just been like a whirlwind of driving. So my goal when I left Nashville... um, was to drive to Dallas in one go, but if any of y'all have ever done that drive, it's about 10 hours long, and I had a conference call in the middle of the day and needed to stop, Um, so I decided to break it up, and I stayed again in Little Rock last night, and that was an experience, which I'll get to, but Yeah, Nashville was amazing. I loved that city. Um, I could definitely see myself living there. I kind of tried it on for size. Yana was such an amazing host. I think, honestly, the best host I've ever had as a solo traveler. And I've been doing this solo traveling thing, I realized, for about eight years. My first big solo traveling uh, moment was when I was 20 and went and studied abroad in Spain. Um, and I did that. And then I also like did where I went to Madrid and then I visited my friend Laura, who I knew through blogging in Barcelona, sorry, Barcelona. We had never met before. Um, yeah. So I've learned a lot through years of solo traveling. And I think, After this trip's done, or maybe while it's still fresh, I'll do an entire episode on that because I've been getting a ton of DMs about it, and I'm trying to be, like, really honest and real that it's actually really fucking hard (laughs) to travel on your own. Um, I would say, actually, for me, doing this road trip and driving on my own is more challenging than like flying to the other side of the world because at least you know like transportation's kind of figured out all you got to do is get yourself on an airplane but while you're driving I mean there's just so many more factors um like traffic closed roads like earlier today uh google maps which I rely on I don't rely on ways because it just takes you in weird places and yeah but took me on this bizarre like rode through West Arkansas and it was like the smallest town ever, actually series of towns where 
it was pretty like pretty eye-opening to see the level of poverty there to be honest um in contrast with just beautiful beautiful nature and trees which is so fitting because i'm recording this on earth day which is a very important holiday that we should all be um thinking about as i drive 300 miles like yo i'm still trying to reduce my carbon footprint here i mean Stevie Nicks, the Camry is in eco mode, <laughs> which if anyone, any of you have driven in the car with me, like I try to stay on eco mode. So that means like, you know, burning the lowest emissions for best gas mileage. We love to see it. So back to Nashville, I'm so bummed that Yana and I didn't have the opportunity to record a podcast episode, but to be honest, she just had us on <laughs> such a tight schedule and not in a bad way. I mean, like such full, wonderful days. I will remember that time and that trip for the rest of my life, just getting to see her and see this uh, new, like more simplified lifestyle she's living, going from the craze of living in West Hollywood to the transition of living in the small town of Franklin, Tennessee, which is about 30 minutes southwest of Nashville. And if you could think of the most perfect town you've ever visited, this is that multiplied. Like, I don't even know how to really describe it other than I'm pretty sure the city has like some ordinances, like the grass has to be a certain like height and the flowers all are perfect. I mean, I'm here or I was here in the springtime, so I'm sure that's the height of the beautiful beautiful uh, landscaping but the homes are all gorgeous and so like the first day that we got there I was like is this a movie set it looks like a facade um highly recommend googling it and just kind of getting more of an idea what I'm talking about I actually joked that it felt kind of like a simulation like WandaVision vibes if any of you have seen that um very perfect. Everyone was so, so kind. And I kind of realized like how jaded I have become in the fact that I'm not used to people, strangers especially, um, being so kind. And I don't know if that's from, you know, a year of quarantine or um, <laughs> just living in California that's such a like individualistic society. Um, and not saying there aren't really friendly and genuine people there. It's just a different, you know, that Southern hospitality hits different y'all. Um, yeah. And Franklin is just like so stinking cute and charming. And it was really fun to walk around. You know, I love a historical moment. So the town actually, or maybe it's a city, I don't know, but it played a big role in um, the, I wanted to say the revolution, but in the Civil War, which I guess was the revolution. I don't know. I'm not a historian, but a lot of the houses played like a role in the Confederacy, which was interesting because I've never really spent time in a place that did um, play for the opposite team. And... <laughs> It was important to see, I think, that 
so often, especially with what's going on in America right now, we forget how our country was founded and reading some of those plaques and they talk, they talk from a perspective of kind of like the antebellum period, you know, they idealized this different kind of America, which is kind of terrifying, but, um, Still, I would say I was very impressed, well, not impressed, I guess, surprised by how progressive people were there. I mean, in Nashville, like proper is a very diverse and culturally rich city. So that was a little different. But yeah, we, gosh, what didn't we do in Nashville? Um, Yana took me to East Nashville, which I loved. I would like relate it kind of to like Echo Park in Los Angeles. Um, such great vintage, honestly, some of the great, the greatest vintage shopping I've ever seen other than probably like Amsterdam, which, because it was a little overpriced, but I get it. Like the places in Nashville are, they're trendy. They have big followings on Instagram and blah, blah, blah. I could definitely see myself moving there and opening like a really cool vintage shop with plants and maybe my own CBD line too. Kind of a bummer that cannabis is still a schedule one drug there. I think it is in Texas, like basically everywhere I've traveled besides Arizona, I think. So could not refill my vape pen, y'all, for 420. But it's fine. We didn't we didn't need to partake in the festivities. Um yeah, I had a lot of great food. Um, I don't know. According to Yana, I'm not allowed to disclose some of the places because we want to keep them secret. So the Pinterest bloggers don't find all of the places, right? Like all of the best places. But had some really bomb-ass donuts. Actually, the best donut I've ever had from this place called Five Daughters. And I think they were, you know, featured on the Food Network or something. And they're basically these 100-layer donuts. Just imagine that, y'all. Injected with, like, a fruit um, jelly or something. And they take four days to make. Wow. I will, I don't know if I can ever eat a regular donut again. Um, I thought about bringing some with me on the road and then I was like, wait, then I'll just eat them all in one sitting and get really sick. So yeah, not important. Um, also had some really great dishes made by Yana because she is a fabulous, fabulous cook. So just enjoying time together and slowing down and being present in the moment with a dear friend and um, talking about like she and her partner are closing in or closing in closing on a new home that's kind of in the country, which I'm so, so excited for her. And yeah, just talking about kind of a different lifestyle. And I've been so conditioned to think that California is a way of living and I know that's generalizing because there's a lot of different parts of California, but California's way of living is the only way. And, and really it's not. Um, and just seeing like, oh, hey, if I moved to Tennessee, I'd be able to buy a home in a couple years. Whereas in SoCal, um, I don't know if that would happen unless I had like a partner and a sugar daddy. <laughs> I was talking to my parents yesterday because I'm trying to convince them to just pick up and move and go buy a ranch somewhere. 
um, probably, you know, in Tennessee selfishly, but if I move there too, um, they were talking about how homes in their neighborhood, they bought their home in the early nineties, actually, I think 1990 for about 200,000. And yes, it needed a lot of work. They were the original like fixer uppers (laughs) or flipper flop, all those shows I love on HGTV. But now homes in their neighborhood, and these are like not big or grand homes, but they're in the hills, you can see the ocean, are going for like 1.2 million, a two or three bedroom home, and maybe a thousand to 1800 square feet. And you're like right on top of your neighbors. So, and for me, like that might be worth it if you were living in a city, but in a suburb, I just don't see how that's a standard of living we should be trying to obtain. Anywho, that could be a whole nother tangent. Absolutely loved Nashville. If you're going there, maybe I'll make a little travel guide because we, again, ate a ton of food, great food. Um, I didn't really drink. I had a couple like really yummy craft cocktails, but I didn't need to go and try like whiskey. Um, That's not really my jam anymore. Plus, I probably would have burned out really quickly if I was drinking like liquor on this trip. Um, So yeah, uh, I left yesterday morning. So that was Wednesday. um, And it was bittersweet, I think. Spend Again, spending that time with Yana and Mark was awesome, but I am ready for my next leg here. Getting to Little Rock, I had done, honestly, no research on Little Rock. Being in my bubble, I didn't even know what it might be like there. And it was real interesting. I got in late afternoon, then had to work for a couple hours because, you know, Allie on the road is still... Ali the entrepreneur, one and the same. And I was like, you know what? I need to go out, get some like late afternoon, golden hour sunshine. The sun doesn't set till really late there, like 8 p.m. I guess that's kind of standard with daylight savings. But um, yeah, I noticed they had the river walk. Um, Bill Clinton is, I think, don't know if he's from there or I know he was like the governor of Arkansas and everything is just called like Clinton way Clinton this um so that's kind of funny but yeah I went down by the river and did a little walk it was again at golden hour so I was kind of trying to be like on the lookout for how safe it was um and there were parts of it I didn't feel that safe. And it was mainly just because there weren't a lot of people around. Um, but I was really surprised by the police presence in this little downtown. I mean, probably like 10 cop cars in various locations were just parked. And I don't know if that was kind of just you know, for them to show their presence or because crime is happening there. But I, I mean, I saw like all kinds of people walking down there. So it just felt like a little strange. Maybe it's given what's happening in our country right now, but it was excessive to be honest. Um, yeah. And I think 
I need to do some more research on that because I noticed that almost everyone that I interacted with in Little Rock was black. Um, and it just made me realize, like, again, I am so... I am in such a bubble where I live in Ventura, in California. Even when I lived in Los Angeles, it wasn't as diverse as most of these places in the Midwest and South. Um, so, yeah, that's that's about it. Um, actually, back to Nashville, because I had a really powerful experience. Um, and I know it's not it's not about, like, centering my feelings as a white person, but... It was a couple days ago, I went to the Parthenon in Nashville, which is a touristy attraction. And it's so bizarre because it's literally an exact replica of the Parthenon in Greece. So, you know, had a little, um, oh, I always get that mixed up with the Pantheon. I think that's in Italy. I, I can't remember. I should know this as a person who studied art history partially. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was there and I got a call from my family and a couple other friends about um, the verdict for the cop who murdered George Floyd. And there's a beautiful park at Centennial Park. So I walked down um, to the river and, or not river, there's a like a man-made lake and there was a young man playing music in a circle and he was singing a change is going to come and I just sat and oh I'm going to get emotional but I sat and just like cried in this group of people like all different races and it was just a really powerful moment and I'm I'm grateful I got to experience that it felt hopeful and I don't know if many of us have felt real hope in the last year or so, but that that definitely felt that way. And I know that everyone has different thoughts and feelings about what's going on with uh, Black Lives Matter and our police force and all of that, but it felt good, not good, it felt like cathartic to sit in that moment with people like complete strangers, obviously we're distant, so don't at me, um, and just be in that, um, it's okay to feel those feelings and release and keep going because we need to continue showing up for this fight, especially as white people, anyway, um, yeah, so Little Rock was cute. I had some really great pizza in my little hotel room. Again, tried to record the podcast and the Zoom died. So, oh, that leads me to today. This drive from Arkansas to Texas is pretty bleak, y'all. Other than the, the Arkansas forest, which I don't think is the Ozarks, it's maybe another forest, you know, geography is hard, man, but was so beautiful. But this other part between, um, like East Texas, it's not great. I'm not going to lie. Um, about two hours ago, I was listening to Untamed by Glennon Doyle and I like it. I think she has a lot of great points. Her love story with Abby Wambach, Wambach, I think is how you say her last name, just made me cry. 
<laughs> I just want that so desperately. Like, obviously not, not in exactly the same way, but it, it was really beautiful to hear, hear how they connected. Um, but some of her stories feel a little like vanilla or kind of like she worked to make them more palatable, which I get that because she's trying to sell a book and mainstream media and, I think I need to read more of her stuff. I really think a lot of her messaging is really great. But anyway, I found I was listening to her talk and I was getting kind of sleepy. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, we still got hours to Dallas, Allie. You got to wake the fuck up. (laughs) So I get on my little Starbucks app and I'm like, okay, shouldn't be on my phone here while I'm driving. But luckily I have this really bitchin' system in my new Camry that it uses radar on, um, what is it called? Autopilot? I don't think that's what you call it. Autopilot? Whatever. So it will just automatically adjust to traffic speeds, which is really, really awesome. And so you're basically just having to hold on to the wheel and look, you know, (laughs) looking around to make sure you're abiding the laws because the dude abides, right? I don't know why I I keep saying that and I haven't seen that movie, uh, The Big Lebowski, in so long. And it makes me think of a lot of like lame exes because I feel like every like mediocre dude loves that movie. But it is a good movie, you know? Jeff Bridges drinking the milk in the supermarket? Like, that's a vibe. Okay, so anyway, back to this. We're (laughs) driving through East Texas. West Texas? No, yeah, East Texas. Again, geography. And I find the closest Starbucks is like 25 minutes away. And I was like, okay, it's either that or Love's Gas Station coffee, Coffee, which likely does not have almond milk or oat milk or like an iced option. So I go to Starbucks in this town called, I think, Mount Pleasant. And the little downtown super cute and charming. My directions take me through there. And then I get to the Starbucks. Everyone's masked up like it's pretty much business as usual during the pandy wandy. But... Then I go to a gas station, and that was probably the first, well, no, there was a place in Oklahoma, too, but, oh, wow, sign for an in and out Ah, oh, taste of home on the road. But anyway, I got some very dirty looks for wearing a mask. There was no, like, no sign on the door that said mask, there was, or wear a mask, um, there was like some hand sani available, but it was a little questionable. Yeah, I don't think I'd like to start stop there again. <laughs> and I don't think I will have to, knock on wood. But yeah, we're getting close to like Dallas, a metropolis, if you will, which will be nice because I've been kind of like country living here for the last day. Except Little Rock is definitely a city. I would like to go back and see the presidential um, library there. And also there's like a cool art museum. But of course, you know, none of that's open right now. Wow, it looks like it's going to rain. I should check the weather, but I'll have to do it after this. 
Anyway, so about to get to Dallas, and that will be the next leg of the trip here. And then this weekend, I'll head to Austin, and I'll meet Sarah Jane, my next co-pilot, which will be really fun. And I'm staying tonight and tomorrow with my friend Seth, so hopefully we can record an episode. He is a hoot. I don't even say hoot. I don't know. I guess I'm Southern now. Um, But yeah, I think that would be really fun. So anyway, if you have questions, suggestions, the best way to reach me is probably Instagram DMs. I'm always there. It's always going down in the DM. And as always, thank you for joining. And I appreciate all your support on this road trip and can't wait to see what Dallas and Austin have to offer. Thanks again for listening to Allie Knows Best. Talk to you soon. Bye.